Welcome to Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves, what is the Holy Bible? What claims does it make about God? And what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I'm Arthur Milliken, and today we will be reading Genesis chapters 26 through 28 from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org forward slash plan. The book of Genesis, chapter 26, introduction. In Isaac and Rebekah's later years, we experience a little deja vu among the Philistines. This chapter includes God's promise to Isaac, Isaac and Abimelech. Chapter 26 There was a famine in the land, in addition to the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, to Gerar. Yahweh appeared to him and said, Don't go down into Egypt. Live in the land I will tell you about. Live in this land, and I will be with you and will bless you. For I will give to you and to your offspring all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the sky, and will give all these lands to your offspring. In your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my requirements, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Isaac lived in Gerar. The men of the place asked him about his wife. He said, She is my sister, for he was afraid to say, My wife, lest he thought, The men of this place might kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to look at. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was caressing Rebekah, his wife. Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, surely she is your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I said lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on us. Abimelech commanded all the people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife will surely be put to death. Isaac sowed in that land, and reaped in the same year one hundred times what he planted. Yahweh blessed him. The man grew great, and grew more and more, until he became very great. He had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great household. The Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth. Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Isaac departed from there, encamped in the valley of Gerar, and lived there. Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called their names after the names 
by which his father had called them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing water. The herdsmen of Gerar argued with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Ezek, because they contended with him. They dug another well, and they argued over that also. So he called its name Sitna. He left that place and dug another well. They didn't argue over that one, so he called it Rehoboth. For he said, For now Yahweh has made room for us, and we will be fruitful in the land. He went up from there to Beersheba. Yahweh appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Don't be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. He built an altar there and called on Yahweh's name and pitched his tent there. There Isaac's servants dug a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, his friend, and Phicol, the captain of his army. Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, since you hate me, and have sent me away from you? They said, We saw plainly that Yahweh was with you, we said. Let there now be an oath between us, even between us and you, and let's make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm as we have not touched you, and as we have done to you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of Yahweh. He made them a feast, and they ate and drank. They rose up sometime in the morning, and swore an oath to one another. Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. The same day, Isaac's servants came, and told him concerning the well which they had dug, and said, we have found water. He called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he took as wife Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. They grieved Isaac's and Rebekah's spirits. Whatever Isaac's problems were in life, he remained obedient to his Lord, a quality which we first discovered when he accompanied his father Abraham up the mountain in Moriah, quietly submitting to his own sacrifice. Yahweh blessed Isaac greatly, despite any shortcomings he may have had in dealing with his neighbors. Obviously, we can see patterns Isaac imitated from his father Abraham, including deeds Isaac never even witnessed, such as asking his wife to pose as his sister while among the Philistines. I don't blame anyone who rejects the doctrine of original sin, but genetics are powerful and work at levels so deep that we really can't resist their pull except by the grace of God. Rebellion against authority comes with our nature as human beings. Holiness is a skill which must be learned. The good news is that we have a teacher in Christ who can bring us safely before the Father if we are willing to be led. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 27, Introduction Two chapters ago, 
Jacob convinced his brother Esau to sell his birthright for a bowl of red pottage. Esau figured that a divine promise about distant descendants wasn't worth very much because he would be long dead before it would ever matter. Jacob reasoned differently, perhaps because he had a vague awareness of his past lives as Adam, Noah, and Melchizedek, and dimly understood that he would still be around to see the fulfillment of Yahweh's promises. This chapter includes Jacob's deception. Isaac blesses Jacob, the stolen blessing. Chapter 27 When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his elder son and said to him, My son, he said to him, Here I am. He said, See now, I am old. I don't know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and get me venison. Make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, and that my soul may bless you before I die. Rebekah heard when Isaac spoke to Esau his son. Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory food that I may eat and bless you before Yahweh, before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command you. Go now to the flock and get me two good young goats from there. I will make them savory food for your father, such as he loves. You shall bring it to your father that he may eat, so that he may bless you before his death. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. What if my father touches me? I will seem to him as a deceiver, and I would bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, get them for me. He went and got them and brought them to his mother. His mother made savory food such as his father loved. Rebekah took the good clothes of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. She put the skins of young goats on his hands and on the smooth of his neck. She gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. He came to his father and said, My father? He said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you asked me to do. Please arise, sit, and eat of my venison, that your soul may bless me. Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He said, Because Yahweh your God gave me success. Isaac said to Jacob, Please, come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. Jacob went near to Isaac his father. He felt him and said, The voice is... Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He didn't recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, 
So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son, Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison that my soul may bless you. He brought it near to him, and he ate. He brought him wine, and he drank. His father Isaac said to him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. He came near and kissed him. He smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him, and said, Behold, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which Yahweh has blessed. God give you of the dew of the sky, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and new wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. Let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you. Blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had just gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also made savory food and brought it to his father. He said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that your soul may bless me. Isaac his father said to him, Who are you? He said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who then is he who has taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before you came and have blessed him. Yes, he will be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, my father. He said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. He said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. See, now he has taken away my blessing, he said. Haven't you reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, Behold, I have made him your lord, and all his brothers I have given to him for servants. I have sustained him with grain and new wine. What then will I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you have just one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father. Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Isaac, his father, answered him, Behold, your dwelling will be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the sky from above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. It will happen when you will break loose that you will shake his yoke from off your neck. Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. The words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. 
She sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran. Stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and get you from there. Why should I be bereaved of you both in one day? Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Haith. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Haith, such as these of the daughters of the land, what good will my life do me? The transcendent name Yahweh literally means he causes to exist. And the letters themselves can take on an expanded meaning of he who was, who is, and shall be forever. Those who invoke Yahweh's name are absolutely bound by their word. To go back on your word in the presence of Yahweh's name was a terrible blasphemy, which the patriarchs did their utmost to avoid. When Isaac realizes he has been deceived, he undertakes an extremely subtle and clever maneuver, which is difficult to translate into English. In verse 28, Isaac blesses Jacob. Here's how this verse reads in the English Standard Version. May God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Then, after the deception, he gives this blessing to a distressed Esau in verse 39. Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. However, in Hebrew, both of these blessings are expressed with the same words. The difference comes from the preposition mem, which can either mean from, as in away from, or of, composed of, depending on the context. By delivering the second blessing in this way, Isaac signals to Yahweh that his blessing to his sons might have had the opposite meaning from what was intended, that Jacob would be dwelling away from the fatness of the earth and the dew of the sky, while his favorite son Esau would partake of the same blessings. Isaac very slyly intends to disinherit Jacob, transferring his inheritance to Esau, his favorite son, without changing a single letter of his original blessing to Jacob. And we will see in the next chapter that this is exactly what Isaac intends to do. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 28, Introduction After Jacob deceived Isaac, Isaac retaliated by recontextualizing his original blessing to mean that Jacob would be banished from the prosperous family homestead established by Isaac. His elder son Esau spreads a rumor that he intends to kill Jacob after their father's death. Then Isaac pounces upon a comment made by his wife Rebekah at the end of the previous chapter. Rebekah said to Isaac, 
I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Haith. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Haith, such as these, of the daughters of the land, what good will my life do me? This chapter includes Jacob's departure, Esau marries Mahalath, Jacob's ladder, the stone of Bethel. Chapter 28 Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and commanded him, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father. Take a wife from there, from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, that you may be a company of peoples, and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may inherit the land where you travel, which God gave to Abraham. Isaac sent Jacob away. He went to Padan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Now, Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take him a wife from there, and that, as he blessed him and gave him a command, saying, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padan Aram. Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan didn't please Isaac his father. So Esau went to Ishmael and took, in addition to the wives that he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth, to be his wife. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. He dreamed and saw a stairway set upon the earth and its top reached to heaven. Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Behold, Yahweh stood above it and said, I am Yahweh, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. I will give the land you lie on to you and to your offspring. Your offspring will be as the dust of the earth, and you will spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. In you and in your offspring, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you again into this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken of to you. Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely Yahweh is in this place, and I didn't know it. He was afraid and said, How awesome this place is! This is none other than God's house, and this is the gate of heaven. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on its top. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, 
so that I come again to my father's house in peace, and Yahweh will be my God, then this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, will be God's house. Of all that he will give me, I surely will give a tenth to you. Careful analysis of Isaac's blessing to Jacob shows that Isaac was subtly walking back the original blessing he pronounced upon Jacob while Jacob posed as his brother Esau. Isaac blesses Jacob in the name of God Almighty or El Shaddai, but withholds the transcendent name of Yahweh during his blessing and offers to him the land where you travel without including their current home in Beersheba. Isaac sends Jacob away without livestock, without money, without extra clothing or food, so destitute that he must use a stone for a pillow. The disaster of Jacob's deception echoed the disaster in the Garden of Eden and even involved a similar cast of characters with Jacob repeating his role as Adam and Rebekah reprising her role as Eve. In the midst of this, Yahweh then appears to Jacob in Bethel to reiterate the blessing spoken to his grandfather Abraham and his father Isaac, including the crucial component that all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. During this vision, Jacob sees a ladder or staircase with angels climbing up and down. The Hebrew word is sulam and appears nowhere else in the Old Testament, and scholars disagree on how best to translate it. Some versions render it ladder, while others render it staircase, assuming that Jacob dreamed of seeing a ziggurat structure while asleep. I believe, however, that ladder is the more accurate translation that what he observed was a hovering vehicle similar to what we found in Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2, and that the episode was so strange that Jacob naturally assumed that he must have been dreaming. I don't think Jacob was dreaming. I believe the latter was real. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your word so that we can make it our word. It's an amazing inheritance. It stretches our mind. It strengthens our consciousness. It allows us to get to know you and your will. Your son promised us, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And it is through your word that we can see your glorious face. Thank you for making us your children. And thank you for being our father. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you've satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. And if you are still curious for more, please subscribe. Smash that subscribe button so that we can send you timely updates. And join us for our next episode where we will be reading Genesis chapters 29 through 31, 12 sons and a daughter. Let us learn some multiplication. This is Arthur Milliken saying good night and God bless.